my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. Welcome to the Black Girls Heal podcast, where we talk about healing our intimacy disorders, unresolved trauma, and building a healthy relationship with first ourselves and then others. Every episode, we will talk about advice you can apply today to break unhealthy patterns and grow in your self-worth. I'm Sheena Lachey, love addiction coach and trauma specialist. Let's begin. Hello, hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Black Girls Heal. I am so happy to be with you. I'm so happy to be celebrating the first day of Black History Month. If you are listening to this when I post it, Today is such a beautiful day, and I'm sending you all so much love, so much celebration, and so much joy for us to be connected as a community and as a people. And I'm so proud of us, and I love us, and I'm so happy we are here. In today's episode, I am, this is a double episode week where we are talking about mother trauma. So for those of you who don't know, I am doing a four-part series at the top of this year talking about um, getting our lives together around our relationship with ourselves, our relationship with our mother wounds and family trauma, our relationship with money, and our relationship with our mates. And so we are in our mother section. And at the end of each section, we are doing a workshop or I'm hosting a workshop that is going to go deeper past what we're talking about here on the podcast. And so This week, I decided to double up on the episode so that I can talk about what we are talking about here in this series, but also talk about the things that we normally talk about, um, which are all things love addiction, love avoidance, and love deprivation. So I had an episode earlier this week talking about those topics. But today, today we're going to be talking about dealing with disappointments with your mother and dealing with disappointments in the relationship. And this is inspired by the fact that I know so many people, both personally and also the women that I serve, that when it comes to building a relationship with your mother as an adult, you have more personal insight, you have more self-awareness. Most of you have really been doing some really deep internal work for a long time. So your emotional awareness and skill set and intelligence and maturity is is more advanced and you've healed so many things. So even when you get to the place where you are um, feeling more content with yourself or having more understanding about things, there's still this longing and yearning for things to be reconciled with your mother. And when you are an adult who's doing your part and you're trying to talk to another adult that's not doing her part, that is very, very disappointing and um, hurtful. And there's grief and all kinds of things that are related to that. And so I want to talk about how to work through that, or at least to give you some validation and affirmation, mostly this episode, if this is something that you are currently or have experienced with your mother as an adult woman, uh, building a relationship with her or wanting to build a relationship with her. And if this is something that you don't quite need now, you can store it uh, in case you do look to, for those of you who are in no contact with your mother or have been taking a break and you may need this as a resource, you can come back to this and listen to this episode. 
For those of you who have access to our outline, uh, which you can get for free by going to blackgirlsheal.org slash 2024, um, there's a syllabus that goes over them I'm uploading notes for the different episodes. So um, those who have access to the outline saw the topic for this week, and it is different. And it is a different topic because when I was about to sit down to record it, or even before I was about to record it, I was like, I think I would rather have another person talk about this. So I've been reaching out to this person and um, their team, and I'm hoping I'll hear back so that I can post that topic and keep in line with our mama month. So just know that that topic is coming. And if I can't get the person that I want, I will for sure be teaching on it. But for now, let's go ahead and jump on in in regards to disappointment with our mother relationships. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Attention to all my proud plant parents. It is time to give all of your plant babies the best nutrition you can, starting from the bottom up. And that starts with the best soil to help them grow happy, nourished, and strong. Coast of Maine is an organic soil brand that is approved for organic growing and has been sourced from ocean waters and farms for over 28 years. With a full range of products that support every garden and lawn, Coast of Maine products are made to restore roots to the natural world. If your soil lacks appropriate nutrients for success, by adding Coastal Maine products, it will help regenerate the healthy microbes in your soil and set you up for gardening success. And if you have a vegetable garden, not only do you benefit via an abundant harvest, but find that there is less need to maintain and feed throughout your season. Coastal Maine continually perfects the art and science of sourcing, mixing, and composting products worthy of the people and place that aspired their brand and the healthier world it was built to serve. Coastal Maine believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. The products are carried by tons of local retail partners who can provide advice and insight that is not found in the big box stores. Costa Maine knows from beginner to expert, anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community for gardeners everywhere, which is why I love how they make organic gardening simple and approachable for everyone. So let's get growing. Visit costamaine.com to find a local retailer near you. Coast of Maine, like the state with an E.com. So I just realized I don't think that I shared the link to get access to the free syllabus for our winter workshop. So in case I didn't, you can go to blackgirlsheal.org slash 2024 and you can download um, the syllabus with um, the note. So I hope that you find that resource helpful. And that link is also where you would go to register for any of our workshops. So you can register for the workshops individually. You can still get access to the building our self-romance workshop that was last month's workshop, or you can bundle them all together for a cheaper price. And so again, that's blackgirlsheal.org slash 2024. Okay, so let's jump on in and talk about mother-daughter relationships or actually dealing with disappointment when you are putting yourself out there. So let me just give you a, an overview of the types of scenarios that I am talking about. I'm talking about how maybe you may have a narcissistic mother that you have been in no contact with. It's been a long time. It's been a while. And you decide to come around her again in hopes that maybe some things, not even necessarily that things have changed, but maybe that by having some distance, you would be better able to navigate what 
she may say or what she may do or the slights or the insults. And there may even be a little bit of hope that maybe things will be more calmer because there has been such an extended period of time without y'all being in contact, only to find out that some things never change. And some of those things include your mother and her behaviors and her attitude and her manipulation. And so that can be disappointing. Even if you already have your, you've already started practicing honesty about your mother's capacity and her willingness and her own blockages, that still can be very devastating or frustrating or irritating and annoying. And so there's, that's one situation. Another situation is, again, you've already come to a place of acceptance around where your relationship is with your mother. And you, of course, you're open for things being better and you're open to moving forward. But now you have kind of taken a step back and you're waiting, waiting on her to do her part if she even starts to do it. But as you are waiting or at least being open to what may happen, but still practicing being grounded in today, you know, you're not holding out hope. You're not putting your life on hold. You're actually moving forward, but you haven't closed the door. While you're doing that, you're watching your mother continue to uh, self-sabotage. You're watching her continue to harm herself, whether or not it is emotionally, physically, sexually, with the partners that she dates financially. Maybe she has an addiction. Maybe she has an untreated mental illness that she refuses to get help for. But then, you know, she falls, falls just under the functioning liabilities or functioning capabilities to where, you know, you can't really force her to get help because she's not in real danger, according to the state. You know, if that if that is a place that you have thought about getting to, which I know that that happens for some folks. So now as you are growing and healing and changing and moving forward, your awareness of how destructive things are around your mother and how much danger she is, she is in, or the amount of grieving that you're doing, watching your mother, who you may see as someone who has so much potential and so much talent and so much beauty and so much power that she doesn't see, that she can't or doesn't want to or doesn't know how to, and also doesn't want to receive or reach out for help to do better. You're having to watch her be less or act in a way that's less than who she is and also receive less than what she deserves. And that's heartbreaking and that's disappointing. And that's so hard to have a front row seat to that, to someone that you truly love. Another scenario around you've already started to practice some acceptance and you have worked through a lot of hurt and rage and anger towards your mother, but maybe you've gotten to a place where now it's time to, you know, you've talked enough with your therapist, you are, you maybe have a mother that is still alive and with you. And so you've been going back and forth about, do I tell her what's been happening or what I felt or the impact of what she has done and the impact of the neglect or the abuse or the manipulation or whatever it may be, her absence, whatever it may be, the choosing of a partner over you or multiple partners over you, um, financially using that as a tool uh, or abusing you with financial resources or restricting financial resources, whatever it is, you've come to a place where you're like, therapy has done done enough, but I need to speak with this person. The empty chair technique is not the only tool that I want to use here. I want to talk with my mother and share my truth. So it doesn't really matter her response. 
I need to share my truth. So let's say you get to a place where you do that and you are fortunate to have a conversation, a talk with your mother where she is not defensive, that she's not explosive, that she hears what you say and she receives it. She doesn't fight you on it. She says, I can understand why you would feel that way. Um, I hate to hear that. I am sorry. I wish things were different. You know, things are very hard, whatever it may be. And you hear that. And, you know, that's healing in itself, one, to get it out. But two, especially if you are anxious or not knowing how it can be or what she may say or what she may do for it to be that type of response is relieving. And um, I'm sure it helps more with processing what happens after that. Here's where the disappointment may come in. Even if you have that really great response, that does not mean that your mother will kick into gear to be the mother that you always needed. So if you express, I need you to be here, I needed you to be here emotionally for me, and I needed you to validate me, and I needed you to not insult me, and I needed you to not criticize me, and this is what I needed instead, she may hear it and she may understand it and she may even take accountability for it. But that part of you that may hope that now y'all may actually start to grow together and stop being just strangers or start to have a little bit more tenderness and trust between you. If that doesn't happen because your mother is not available for that right now, and that may be different from she doesn't want to, but just she doesn't know how to. She has had so much trauma so much heaviness. She's still dealing with her own demons. She may be dealing with her own shame or that level of growth is something that she isn't ready for or doesn't want or doesn't think that she needs, right? So her being available for that apology and that conversation was already her stretching. And so that part of you that when you have this really good moment and you're hoping that there'll be momentum that builds after that and that doesn't happen, Realizing that that was a false start in a way, and that this really is the relationship that you're going to have with your mother, um, if not for the remainder of your relationship together, but maybe for sure in this season, that can be very disappointing. That can be really hurtful. So notice that I'm using all examples where the women in question are women who've done their work. You are no longer fully, I mean, of course, we may all have our different moments of codependency or just just really caring and being empathic and wanting to have love and connection. But these are all scenarios of women who are are love balanced, who are love available, who are self-accountable. And even being in those places does not stop you from having moments of disappointment with the people that you love. There is no amount of healing when your heart is fully open, which is what healing does. There is no amount of healing that makes you impervious or numb to wanting to be attached to these really deep, vital relationships. Your relationship with your mother is your first relationship in the world. And it's always going to be your first relationship in the world. And there's always going to be meaning to it. Whether or not you were able to grow up with your biological mother or if you were taken care of uh, taken care of by other people who became your mother figure there are still messages and thoughts and meanings that can come from not having that connection and so that is okay and so actually let me just go ahead and shift into the first point of validation that I want to give for anyone who is dealing with a disappointment from 
your current relationship as an adult woman with your mother was that hope you're enjoying the podcast so far let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors it is okay to love your mom even though she may do things that hurts you whether or not it's in intentional or unintentional whether or not it's on her radar or not it is okay to really still love this woman and i think that's really hard for a lot of us because um, what can happen or what may happen can be so turbulent. Or if you're sharing the story with someone else, or even if you kind of put yourself in the outside and look in on what has happened to you, it can be like, how could you ever love someone who treated you like that? You'd be justified in cutting off all emotional ties from this person. And so in the act of self-preservation, not wanting to really feed into those feelings is one thing, whether or not it's by your own belief system or the belief systems of other people wanting to save space, again, ego preservation, or just not knowing where to place love in addition to this rage and in, in addition to this hurt and in addition to this pain. And so sometimes in efforts of validating our experience and validating the hurt and the concern, we can really want to emphasize those emotions and kind of push out and squeeze out the other ones, the softer ones, the tender ones, the ones that are more favorable and open and loving towards our mother because it feels like it it is going to water down the amount of feeling that we need to have for these things that have happened to us. The, the righteous indignation, right? The fact that this isn't fair, the fact that I deserve better, that my mother deserved better. And you've heard me say that two things can be true at the same time. And you can have really intense hurt or rage or even indifference towards your mother. And you can also really love her. You can be indifferent because you've come to a place of acceptance of who she is and where she is. And you can also have a deep, intimate love and affection for her that you may not be acting on in action. You know, you're not initiating phone calls with her. You're not going over to see her, but that love is still there. And it's okay for that love to be there. It's okay that that love may never go away. And it's also really okay if the more that you heal, the more that you grow, the more your love grows because you're starting to see your mother even more as a human being who did her best. Who did her best with what was available for her and what she knew how to do. Now, I know that's not the case for all mothers. Well, actually, I'm just going to go ahead and leave that, that this as a validation here. And because um, I know there's so many different experiences. So I know that depending on your background with your mom, you would not say that at all, that she did the best that she could with what she had. You may be someone who says, actually, she intentionally tried to do these things. You know, I had a whole episode talking about competition with one's daughter. We know that narcissistic abuse is a thing. So that may be some grace and mercy and forgiveness that you, you do not want to give your mother. But even in those examples, if you did have a mother that was competitive with you and really in the past and maybe even still currently is doing everything that she can to make you her rival, to be in opposition of you, you can still balance those really complicated feelings of love and care or it's okay for them to be present. It's okay that in addition to you knowing that you need to protect yourself from this person, 
or change the dynamics around her or change the meaning of the things that she said and that she's done um, for there to be love and tenderness there. The reason why I think it's really important for me to let you know that this is okay for you to have this love is because this is directly connected to why it's hard for many of us to let people in. Because we have learned to live our life on this auto mode of defense. So if there's any threat of someone hurting us, or even if they've actually hurt us, but most likely the threat of hurting us in the way that our previous trauma has, we can automatically go towards, well, then I can't love this person. I can't let them in, you know? And so that leads us to be more avoidant at times because we haven't learned how to balance the nuance that two things can be true. And if we're so quick to shut off all the positive feelings because we think that positive feelings leaves us vulnerable and leaves us weak and leaves us exposed, that ability to tap into that doesn't magically turn on just when just because we have a potential best friend in front of us or we have a potential romantic partner in front of us or we have a potential mother figure who could be our um, surrogate mother figure in front of us until we actually learn how to feel those emotions and feel those feelings without that, that pain. You know, and so that's why doing the trauma work around it, that's why doing workshops like the one that's coming up in a couple of weeks is really important. That's why talking with your therapist about things like this is really important because if you don't confront it, it's going to stay and it's going to grow. Okay. The second thing that I want to share, if you have or in the past or currently, <laughs> are experiencing disappointment with your mother is also that it is okay to have hope. So I know that in all the examples that I gave, I was talking about women who've already practiced this acceptance of where your mother is and where your relationship with your mother is at least and what that means. And you have been making meaning and moving forward with that, which by the way, if this is something that you have not been able to tap into, uh, these are the types of things that we will be talking about at the workshop as well, along with so many other things as well, as far as cutting ties with our mother wounds and knowing how to move forward. And when you register, you'll be able to submit questions that you want specifically answered in relation to your relationship with your mother uh, and tools provided for that so that you can have that available to you past the time of the workshop. So if you're listening and you're like, this is kind of resonating, but there are different components of my relationship with my mother or my wounds around my mother that I'm not specifically talking about, go ahead and submit that when you register for the workshop so that that can be woven into um, all the tools and curriculum that I'm going to be giving on Saturday, the 24th of February. And um, that's going to be really good too, because I know Saturdays can be very busy for folks. So if you're not able to attend live, you're still able to get all your questions answered. Going back to it being okay to have hope, even if you get to this place of acceptance, those actually in line with having love towards your mother, it is okay for there to be, be a final part of yourself that holds out hope that your mother may change and turn the corner. Um, this does not mean that you are constantly putting out uh, testers to see if she's available for it. This does not mean that every 60 days or every six months you reach out to see if she is available. In my, in my belief, 
I think that acceptance, you can come to a place of acceptance where you fully know that this is where things are and you build a life around it. But when I say having hope and having an open door, that means that if your mother did actually start to put in the work, that she actually did go to therapy, that she is that she did start to take accountability, that she did start making initiatives or taking initiative with you, but it's consistent after a long period of time, that is okay for you to not have to feel like you have to take the stance of, well, you had all this time to do it, so it's too late now. You've missed your opportunity. That may be the place that some people want to get to, no matter what your mom has done or what work she's doing, that for you, where your pain is and the things that have happened, no contact is where it is and where it's going to stay, no matter what. And that's okay if that is what you need, if that is what makes you feel whole, if that is if that decision is coming from a place of wholeness and a place of healing for you, you get to decide what works best for you. I've just noticed that and the extremes of where people can be when it comes to their mother relationships, whether it is, I don't know that lady and I never want to know her again on one extreme to the other extreme of that's my mother and I have to take and accept whatever she gives me because she's my mother and I just have to deal with it. That in the middle, there could be a middle ground where someone can be balanced and be boundaried and still, if she wanted to. If the circumstances were right, if the terms were right, if the person was doing their due diligence on their part to show that they are, are, have fully exited the abuse cycle or neglect cycle and they are a new person, that reconciliation is okay. And that for you to be open to reconciliation, if your mother or anyone else shows up with the energy and the love and attentiveness that you need. And... With that said, you know, I share that it's okay for you to have hope for your mother, your relationship with your mother, and for her as well. And it's also it's also okay that in the midst of all this and the disappointments to still have love for your mother. The last one is it's also okay for you to actually move on. So the scenario that I've been talking about, which is you have wanted to have a better relationship with your mother for a long time. And you've communicated, you've set ultimatums, you've taken steps back, steps back, you have reinserted yourself, you have done all the things. And maybe you've done this a few times. And then maybe you just need to come to a place, and it's okay to come to a place where you do realize that this may be forever or this yeah, this may be forever. So what does this look like to live your life knowing that this is forever? What does it look like to build a life where you do not have a mother relationship, even though your mother is still present? The way I want to say it, that feels really harsh, but it's the truth. How does it look to live a life where you don't have a mother? And um, even if she's still living, even if she's just around the block. And how do you make peace with that? How do you start to build a life or do the work to where you, it's not that you're making peace with it is not the same as you being okay with it. To be okay with something in my mind means that this is something that you're, that you would choose. If someone were to line up all the options that you would equally choose this option in addition to the other ones. 
um, but you're not okay with it. This isn't how ideally you would want it to be, but you've made peace with it. You um, are not losing sleep at night anymore over it. You can talk about it with other people without there always being a croak in your voice. You know, there might be once in a while, maybe, but for the most part, you can talk about this with a little bit more neutrality because you've come to a place of acceptance. And it's okay for those of you who may be at that place are considering that place for you to get to that, get to get there. Because you cannot live your life on hold waiting for someone to decide to get it together, to decide to see the light. Or even if they have seen the light, you probably know more than anyone how long this process is and how deep it goes and how many ups and downs there are. So you can't have your freedom and your peace and your sense of confidence predicated on when and how long and if this other person gets there, you know? So it is okay for you to move on and to rebuild your life if you find that you need to do that. So I really hope that this helps those of you who may have been experiencing these types of things. Again, you can go to blackgirlsheal.org slash 2024 if you want some more help and support around cutting eyes with these types of mother wounds and making new adjustments and new changes. Last year, I did a workshop talking about dealing with conflictual relationships with mothers. And this workshop is, is going to be different. Of course, we're going to be talking about conflict as well. Um, but we're going to be talking about different ways that our mother relationships can affect our self-esteem and our ways of showing up in the world and our ways of feeling safe. And what does it mean to start to create a new path? And what does that look like? And what can we do with that? So again, blackgirlsheal.org slash 2024. And I look forward to seeing you all there on Saturday, February 24th at 10 a.m. CST or um, equipping you with everything you need via the questions you submit and um, sending you lifetime access to that replay. So that is it for right now. I'm sending you all so much love and I will see you in the next episodes. Take care of yourself. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.